LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Yeah. Good evening, lovelies. Welcome back to Midwest's longest-running radio show dedicated to news and issues relevant to and discussed from the LGBTIQ experience. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. Justin! Hi! <laughs> it's been too long. I I've know. Been in and out and in and out of during the show, and uh, thank you for keeping the home fires burning. We, I kept your seat warm. Yeah. <laughs> you well, did I mean, a good job. I kind of just put my up feet up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have hot feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Melanie? And me? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I'm just fine. No, uh, things are, are uh, settling, I guess. Yeah, I... Uh, the State of the Union thing was, we'll talk about that later, but okay. uh, apart from that, um, yeah, I think that life is good. I don't know uh, what else I have to, oh, so I, I, yeah, I did have some things to talk about. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I am still uh, waiting to get with somebody about getting a webcam uh, for, I'm, I want to start doing short videos, instructional videos videos that are just informational so uh get people on and talk about things relevant to lgbtiq things here in in bloomington that will be associated with the the lgbtiq center and um and so i have this really ancient webcam and i I talked about it last week i think and it was just it's so pixelated it's so bad (laughs) so uh instead of plopping down you know 50 bucks for a, a new webcam uh i kind of put my feelers out there and I, I have a couple of leads on on a webcam so once that gets, I know I, I keep saying that and everybody's like nobody ever produces anything on webcams anymore we all use DSLRs and yeah I can't do that why do you want to do a webcam because I can mount it steady and, and actually just uh, you know have a, a nice field of view I the, the whole herky jerky thing with I know handheld. I can't stand to watch it yeah. And everything's that way now. Everything. And it just kind of makes me a little nauseous. So <laughs> I, I'm very grateful for you for using a webcam. but And that will be really exciting. So once you have this webcam, <laughs> what are you going to do with it? So there are a lot of things that are coming up lately mm-hmm. uh, in town and also nationally in the news that I think need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And for people, especially in Bloomington, who need to find out information about, you know, I had a friend who had a bad experience at a doctor's just this past couple of days. And, um, and the doctor was not affirming and the doctor was, uh, asking all, all kinds of, uh, religiously oriented questions. Um, really? Right. And so, you know, that's, this is in Bloomington mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but that, that goes right on the, the tick box of no. Um, that's kind of disturbing getting primary care providers is tough enough Mm -hmm. and you know in in rural communities real rural communities not bloomington's kind of a a city um but in real rural places you might only have a couple of doctors to choose from and um and bloomington it's tough to get in it takes six to nine months sometimes to get in 
Yeah. So I know somebody who just moved here and she couldn't get an appointment until November. Yeah. With anybody. That's wrong. It is completely wrong. And I don't remember that being the case in the past. I'm just like, when did this happen and why? Like, clearly that is not a system that works. Right. It's it's unacceptable. Right. What what if, you know, somebody's really sick? Well, you can go to the ER and spend lots of money. Right. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Primary care, or not primary care, uh, the walk-in places, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that's open, they, they like alternate alternate times that they're open. So it doesn't really seem like it's a... We've already just started discussing things, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we always do, which is fabulous. Uh, but, but, you know, to talk about things, not necessarily to do like call out like, this doctor's horrible, eh, maybe, um, <laughs> but more along the lines of positive things. Like, you know, this is where you can go. These are doctors that that you might want to be want, might want to talk to they're affirming they're they're uh okay with the lgbt community um they're not gonna like you know kick y- your kid out because your kid's got two dads or, or two moms right. or whatever and that's um like we've seen across the country i want i want to bring people positive things right. uh, i've been posting on my Facebook and on the center's Facebook, a lot of negative stuff lately because it's been kind of scary. Yeah, it always is. And all that negative stuff is always going around. Right. But there's also always really good stuff too. There's really good stuff too. And that's, uh, it's hard to keep your equilibrium and keep your faith and keep your spirits up. But right. Yeah. And this past, the past six months have been kind of rough. Um, and, uh, I've been in that negative headspace. I've been in the, the down downward spiral sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I really don't want to be there. Um, right. I, I want to recognize the negative. I want to give voice to uh, the injustice. Um, but at the same time, I want to provide solutions. Because ultimately, if you're just complaining, uh, that doesn't matter. That, I know. And, you know, thank God for people like you who do make a difference in the community. And I just want to publicly thank you for that because you're always involved in all of this good stuff. Here's so your $20. <laughs> you're buying me a drink afterwards <laughs> right now. But seriously, it's, it's just great that you're doing this. Well, stuff. I mean, yeah. we do this stuff. This is, mm-hmm. that's what the community does. So we do right. it for each other. I mean, it doesn't have, you don't have to be on the radio. You don't have to be a part of, you know, all these, uh, we have a ton of different organizations that are doing so much good work out here. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it is everybody. And that's what the community is about. That's what the family is about, right? We are all here. We're supporting each other. We elevate each other. We elevate ourselves. And uh, anyway, that's what I want to do, this this little mini video thing. Plus, when you have, you have like, you might want to uh, educate your parents about something, you know, right. and you can send them to, YouTube and there are plenty of people that have these very, very long-winded uh, explanations that are very good and they're very detailed, but they don't actually. Uh, people just tune them out, right? Uh-huh. It's like, oh my god, this is thirty minutes long. If you really wanted to get into it, you know, you can take a, a you know postgraduate course kind of thing, uh, but uh, most people just need a one-on-one and resources that they can look up. So uh-huh. that's kind of where we're going with that. Um, there's, uh, what else was I trying to get in for this update thing? Um, well, taxes. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> what about taxes? Well, it's yeah, tax time's coming up. <laughs> and you want to talk about that? No, I just yeah, that's what's going on in my life it. right now. <laughs> that's a very complicated thing. So there's yeah. that, and then um, uh, what else? Oh, uh, four cars tried to run me over yesterday. Yesterday, four cars. Well, not at run me one over. time or just throughout the day. Yeah, well, throughout the day, two BMWs, as a matter of fact. So I don't know who's all doing some BMW stuff, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they they the once in the roundabout on Seventeenth Street, like mm-hmm. the BMW just started plowing into the side of me, and I I had to run up onto the little apron on the inside circle thing to get away from it. Oh my uh, goodness! Like no, my car has enough dents. I don't, <laughs> I don't need a BMW shaped one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just downtown, people just were not paying attention. So I just found it weird, and I get kind of triggered because I've been in over twenty accidents. Like maybe over twenty five at this point, and two were my fault. Do you think you could be the problem? No, no. See, no, because they run into me, right? Right. Two of those, two of those accidents were my fault. I ran into a a Mustang when with a Mustang. Uh, I was backing out of some woods and I was going too fast, but I was like sixteen. I was I just got my license, and I I didn't. There was a hill that I was backing up into from out of this little woodsy place. Friends and I were out doing a, a hike, and uh, the car was coming over the hill. They couldn't stop in enough time because they just saw me. I was backing up. I couldn't see who was on the other side of the hill. Bang. And then another time, I lost control, and I drove through a stone pillar with the same car. <laughs> it didn't even break the headlight, but it was an old, it was an old car. Uh, you know, 70s. It was made out of, like, steel and titanium. Steel, yeah. And, oh, I rem- um, yeah. My yeah. first car was, like, it was an army tank. Yeah. Yeah. Those those were so good. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> they weighed like a bazillion pounds. <laughs> exactly, they were sort of hard to drive, though. I felt yeah. I felt like I was driving like two big couches down the street. <laughs> you know, like it was this big Buick my grandmother gave oh, me. Oh yeah, you know, we called the love boat because uh, it was nice. big and white. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, and other things, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I had a Nova. Oh yes, yes, yes. I had one of those too. Yeah, mo- really? Yeah, that's yep. so cool. Like, <laughs> like a lot of people had Novas. I didn't realize how. Yeah, they were the car. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so there was this bench seat right mm-hmm. in front and back, and I didn't understand the things. I mean, I was young and I was dumb. I was still in high school, and I put that uh, armor all on the dashboard, and it made it all shiny. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty." And then I looked at the seat, and I was like. <laughs> That could be pretty. And so I armor all the seats. <laughs> I am so dumb. Well, back then you didn't wear seatbelts, right? Right. No, never. Yeah. never. And those cars um, didn't even have a shoulder no. belt. It was just the oh, lap no. belt. Yeah. The, the shoulders didn't come out till later. Yeah. Yeah. After people folded in half. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I turned the corner and I turned left. And I ended up all the way on the passenger side up against the door. <laughs> kind of like holding onto the steering wheel for dear life. It's like, oh, my God. Basically in another room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, what am I doing here? It needs to be dusted over here. Yeah. So that was just a that was a mess. Why are we talking about cars? I don't know. Um, you started because you said that. Like, oh, the cars that were going to hit me. Yeah, that was disturbing. So I was scared. You. I was Yesterday was like this big scary thing. My dad used to actually come to the scenes of accidents and look under the car to see if there was a magnet. He was just like, why do people keep hitting you? And I don't know. I just, you know. The one person who hit me was a drunk driver, and he said, a woman in white 
was beckoning him from the side of the road. And so he turned into her. Oh. My headlights apparently make the shape of a woman in white. I don't know. Well, I'm no glad idea. that you're okay. I'm okay, That's but the I'm important scared. Part. That was what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Yeah. Well, um, as you know, I haven't been on the show for a while because I was in London, one Ooh. of my favorite cities. Yeah. It was just really, I had a really fabulous time. And I was there for an art exhibit by an artist named Grayson Perry. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but um, he's definitely lo- uh, um, worth looking up. Um he goes by the pronoun he, and he is, in fact, um, a male, but he identifies as a transvestite. Okay. Like, that's the word he uses. Yeah. Because he also identifies as being heterosexual, and yet he dresses as a woman, which hmm. I thought was interesting because we haven't talked about that on the show. Uh, I studiously avoid that term. Uh, I know. I know. Well, we, we've talked about it on the show before, yeah. how that's an outdated term you don't use it but um he prefers that term well so i'm just sort of bringing it up because it's sort of interesting that people have their own preferences there's still i wouldn't recommend that you know everybody just use that term right you know but that's what he says he says that's how i want you to describe me okay that well i mean yeah so that is a we used to Transgender was an umbrella term, right? Right. That that's the way it was in the well in the nineties, I guess, when it really took off, and uh, and it covered uh, crossdressers mm-hmm. uh, who are cisgender men who feel uh, uh, some comfort from mm-hmm. wearing uh, women's clothing, clothing traditionally associated with women, right? right. Because you wouldn't say uh, you know a woman walking down the road wearing jeans and a t-shirt is cross-dressing mm-hmm. but if you were 50 60 years ago that was cross-dressing you know so times change and 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 those definitions kind of change right um and so there was cross-dressing was a, a large group actually one of the main support groups in indy was a cross-dressers association and that was what they considered themselves mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were cisgender they weren't transgender or transsexual. Right. And then he is not either. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was transvestite, which implied some sort of um, uh, kink. Right. And uh, which, you know, whatever, go for it. Um, that's cool. And the, the problem comes in when people start conflating this, these terms. And then right. there was transsexual. And those are the people who traditionally transition. But we also have non-binary folk. And that wasn't something that was on everybody's radar back then no not at all <clears throat> so um uh the it's interesting that he would use that term mm-hmm. um i was wondering what you would think of that really because you have all the knowledge in your head <laughs> of these things that i was sort of like hmm, i need to run this by melanie oh and, no I, I don't have all the knowledge I, and things are evolving all the time um right. and i it's it I still struggle with non-binary uh, pronouns. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with people, I'll I'll use the wrong one because uh, my brain is, you know, made in the seventies. Right, and, and it gets harder as you get. That's what because I have a problem too, and it's not a problem with the way I feel about things. Right, it's just a problem of how I'm wired 
at this stage and after being on this planet for 50 years, I'm just wired in a certain well, way and I go on automatic pilot. And yeah. I don't mean any any disrespect and I'm very sorry when I say the wrong thing. But um, I'm guilty as charged of often doing that. And then I, I've gotten a lot better. And, you know, as I said, I've, I have a, a foster kid who um, is thinking about transing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm Transing? Always, Did well, you? <laughs> 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 I'm always saying the wrong pronoun, you know, it just still happens. Yeah. Well, and, and it takes a long, it, it, not necessarily a long time. Some people do it pretty quickly, but it, it does take a while to rewrite the, those neural pathways. Right. And it, it happens. Um, it, it will happen. But, uh, you know, I, I, I have uh, a lot of friends who are very, very adamant that this is the way it is. Right. And you, you have to change immediately, um, which is a hard thing. You just have to keep it in your mind and, and keep correcting yourself when you're thinking about somebody. I mean, I mix um, up the dog's name with the kid's name. Oh, my, you know what I mean? my I mom said all three of our names at once <laughs> right. because she was just like, I want one of you if I call all of you because I can't even remember your names. So, well, I mean, there's that. Well, my dad would call me Heather, which was my, my sister's name, you know. And, hey. You know, I mean, and now I understand. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> old brain. It's old brain. That's what it is. That's all it is. Um, but no, I mean we can we still have neuroplasticity. We can still change. It just takes yeah. it just takes a while. And and that's not an excuse. That's a. But so when Grayson said this to me, I was like, oh man, I I just felt like I had this figured out. You know, like don't do this to me because right. now. I- I can't do it. Like Don't now, do this to me. Now I've rewired my brain. And it's not about me, but I've rewired my brain to be different now, you know? Yeah. So. No, it takes a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I was in London and I had a great time. It's good to be back, though. Oh, uh, that's... Can we hear more about that after the music break? Yeah, that's all I have to say. That's it? That's it. There was no debauch? There was oh, no, like... There, you think I'm going to talk about that? Oh, I had a good time. That's why there's a show. No, we'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> Just you and me. <laughs> all right. Now we're having a music break? Yeah.
wow, you just heard that was the song Under Glass by Wolf Parade off of their new album, Thin Mind. Uh, I usually don't play boy bands, but I'm feeling kind of nostalgic today. Um, are you guys Are you guys here? Hello? I'm here. Are you here? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Yay! I know I am a boy. We're, but, yeah. Well, boy bands. Playing. Boy bands are fine. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah that was like fun. That, Lucas. Thanks. Thanks. You always pick the best. Thanks. Well, I was feeling nostalgic. I don't think they put out an album for like a few five years. A few five years. <laughs> <laughs> they should think of you. They should. And <laughs> your needs. Yeah, they really should. Oh, this is totally unprofessional. Yeah, sorry. I'm really, I'm good at that. Sorry. No, no, no. Anyway, I think back to are. the show. Back to the show. Well, welcome back. And somebody entered the studio. Yay. As we were listening to some lovely music. Nice it's, surprise. It's our guest <laughs> for the day. And her name is... Rachel Hemsel. Thanks Yay! for having me, guys. And Thanks I'm sorry I was late. Oh. No, 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 it's okay. Everybody it's okay. who knows me is going, Rachel, late? <clears throat> no. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to be sorry about. We're just glad that you're here. Yeah, me and too. Enjoy yourself. I, Melanie and I can always just talk. We did. And That's we why, did. but I wanted <laughs> my, I wanted my full hour with Mel, though, because I, I have know. to, it's hard to pin Mel down sometimes for actually, right. you know, hangout time. Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> basically, I should probably get your job so that I can actually hang out with her. Hey. I'm Available well, from 2 p.m. <laughs> to 2.05. <laughs> That's not enough time. Exactly. <laughs> well, we have lots to talk about, right? We do have lots I to think. talk about. So, you I mean, a, what? You have a full agenda. No, there's not an agenda. I just have bullet points. Right, okay. You well, always have an agenda, Mel. Yeah. Do you have an agenda? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's the, a, an agenda behind those bullet points. This <laughs> is the gay agenda. <laughs> The rainbow agenda. The rainbow agenda. Yeah, because it's not just gay anymore. Uh, sure. It yeah. includes yeah. all of us. Yeah. We all have our own sort of needs. Anyway, <laughs> I, I did want to talk about, like, okay, we have to address the State of the Union speech uh. thing. And we just did. So then there's <laughs> uh, the Billy Porter State of the Union. Did you get to see that? I did not get to oh see it. I read, no, I need to see it. I oh. read about it, but I didn't see it. It was, it was short. It was sweet. I love him. Yes. Yes, he is lovely. And I, I I should have sent this out to you guys beforehand. I just figure everybody saw it. Um, I actually posted it up on well, the London, center site. I haven't been here. So. You know, you can get it in London. The internet <laughs> works there, too. So, I mean, I'm just Well, saying. I did not bring my computer with me for once. I've stopped doing that because then people make me work. Oh. Yeah. You just don't show them. Right. <laughs> right. That's brilliant. I'm taking notes right <laughs> now. I've like, always taken my computer anywhere. and all of a sudden I'm like, oops, I didn't bring my computer. <laughs> totally forgot. Wow. Yeah. I know people like you. Now I'm on to them. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say this publicly. Not, uh, it's no. too late. I'm so stupid sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> no. so yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So Billy Porter uh, on Logo on, online came out with his own State of the Union. And it was just, it, it covered the reality of, of life for us, right? So it's been a rough few years. And, uh, and he just kind of laid it out and made a, a call for us to really, you know, get together and, and um, take action to protect ourselves. Because this is, we are... Um, <laughs> We're living in rough times, uh-huh. and now mm-hmm. that uh, the acquittal has happened, 
Um, and and according to uh, what was his name? Um, Mitt Romney. No, no. the uh, the attorney. He can do whatever he wants. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. According to a lot of Americans, he can do whatever he wants. And not just and and not just him, mm-hmm. but any elected official can do whatever they want mm-hmm. as long as it is in the best interest of the people, which they feel would be getting themselves elected. <laughs> I mean, that just opens it right up. Mm-hmm. And not that that's a legal ruling, but that was the argument that was being made. Mm-hmm. And you know, do they need a legal ruling to do the the underhanded stuff that they do? <sighs> I don't think so. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless, I think. But that's why I think we just have to get out the vote. Get out yes. the vote. Get out the pitchforks. Get out the... <laughs> the pitchforks. <laughs> I'm Eastern European, okay? I mean, like, <laughs> my people invented that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> marching up to Frankenstein's castle. I mean, you know, that's what we do. Dracula and any of those people. <laughs> so. Did you just compare Dracula to Donald Trump? No, or, because... Okay. <laughs> Dracula's awesome. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was actually going to be like, like I have a soft spot for Frankenstein in particular. I mean, don't we all? I uh-huh. mean, that's also, you know, if you do queer theory or whatever, yeah. they sometimes show that as, you know, an allegory of mm-hmm. being part of our mm-hmm. community, you know, being chased with the pitchforks and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It always gets me. See, but... Mm-hmm. Turn that around, right? It's like reclaiming queer. Reclaim the pitchforks. Oh, <laughs> yes. But we don't want to be those horrible people. You See, know, I don't... The mob, the, you know... But if we grab the pitchforks, then we can throw them down. Yeah, okay, know? that's a good idea. But we do need to come together, yeah. and we do need to I fight this oppressive. I love people. <laughs> Again, did I mention I'm, I'm, I'm half Serbian? So. I know. You're not to be messed with. I don't understand peace. I, I appreciate people who do, but... Uh, you don't understand. God, peace. God bless you all. But uh, I don't even think I've ever seen peace. So, um, but I do appreciate people coming together to get action taken and done and over with. And uh, and so Billy Porter's just little state of the union thing. Go watch it. And if you haven't seen I it, will. people I put it in my go phone. watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Um, I was gonna do some highlights, audio editing. You know. Now, did stuff he so we do play, this before or after? It was Trump's recorded before. Duty. Okay. And it was played during or a- just after. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was pre-recorded. It had nothing to do with Trump's speech. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like, was no, it he didn't address. addressing it, or was he just doing his own thing? Can anybody ever really address that? I mean, <laughs> it's it it's like trying to to analyze naked lunch. And not be screwed up on drugs. So, wow. Yeah, that's a wow. literary reference. Yeah, Boom. that. Yeah, you sometimes blow my mind. I'm, and I think you're right. I I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Naked Lunch, folks, is is a great book. Everybody should read it. Uh, you can watch the movie if you want to. It is not nearly as messed up as the book is. Um, oh, I took that literally, like naked lunch. Just oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for clarifying. You can, it's a book. You can. It's William read Burroughs. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah, William Burroughs. Thanks. Uh, you can um, check it out from my my bookshelf, or um, <laughs> uh, you can read it naked while eating lunch. <laughs> okay. so totally it's a double entendre. Yes. Yeah. Or except something. not in the something fun. Not, not in the no. fun way. No, it's it's not fun. Um, but how about Nancy Pelosi? Oh, I know. Love her. Insert me ripping papers. I, I, I love her so much. Yes. 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 
the the meme with so the the father from um oh what's that hills are alive with the sound of music sound of music with the father ripping the <laughs> nazi flag oh right next oh. to her ripping the the right. thing that was that was a, the best juxtaposition meme thing i've ever seen yes so more of that i should wonderful you haven't seen it no i have seen it oh, okay great. yeah i have seen that I, I think it's great it is and uh, as much as i have uh a, now i'm i'm not a legislator i am not somebody who is you know has importance like at all but yet her yeah right <laughs> no there's enough stuff from me on the internet <laughs> that i couldn't run for for Trash removal. I'm sorry. So. Have you have you met our president? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll open it up for me, but I have to run as a Republican then. So. <laughs> There's something That's okay. really you can completely change the party from within, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, like it would a, be a bad thing, like an infection at this point. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I forgot where I was. Oh no, I did that. I'm sorry. I did that? You, you derailed say, me. You were saying that you. Um, not that you Crash. are an elected official. Oh but yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the way that she handled mm. the, the whole proceedings. Um, it was very quick. I understand why mm. it was quick, but they just they left too many open ends, and I think that allows people to look at it, the whole prosecution, and say that's it wasn't sufficient, um, even though we've seen enough evidence and. Uh, and I'm sorry, but when you have a trial and it falls along party lines, Mitt Romney uh, notwithstanding, and he only voted once guilty. The mm-hmm. other time, the second charge, he voted not guilty. Right. So, you know, no major props to him. But it fall, fell along party lines. People weren't taking in any, any evidence. They weren't. Uh, oh, that was interesting. People weren't taking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people weren't taking in evidence. They weren't. They weren't considering it. They had already made up their minds. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell and his BS little. Oh, well, they didn't talk. want evidence. They no. didn't want witnesses. And mm-hmm. I was like, so what sort of trial is that? I mean, I think that's what we were all thinking. It's a, mm-hmm. a kangaroo court thing. Is that what that's called? Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I think that's what it's called. Well, if it's not, it should be. Captain King I feel like court. it's like a Tasmanian devil court in this case. There you uh, go. Something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like one that's been run over it's and just, is kind of rotting in the sun. Like it's not, it's just stinky. Well, it's also if you are innocent of these things, you want to prove them. You don't mm-hmm. want to just block any sort of evidence of mm-hmm. your innocence yeah. or yep. guilt. You know what I mean? You have to do it in a judicial manner. Right. And... There's it was none of that happening. It was just wrong. It and blows I f- my mind. I fear for what. Well, there are 200 pieces of legislation floating through the states right now, right? And and these things are anti-LGBT legislation, and some of them are are getting traction in in some places, and that's what worries me. Is now there's um, an emboldening mm-hmm. happening, and on on the anti-LGBT side. Um, we have some legislators here in Indiana. We had a, a, the first LGBTIQ legislative day at the state house. The ACLU put that on, and it was successful. They had eleven speakers. They had, uh, including 
uh, 11 um, uh, legislators spoke at, at the gathering, including two Republicans. So, you know, it's you can't just necessarily draw all the lines across on local politics. Like, mm-hmm. say all all people are of this thing are bad. Right, um, no. Well... National politics are different. Yeah, it's getting more to the point where you can do that, or I feel I can do that. But when I lived in Chicago for many years with all the aldermen, and mm. there were alder women, but I think they were called aldermen. But anyway, I voted for a couple of Republican alder women because they were actually on the LGBTQ bandwagon. Right. You know, and they, they were Republicans. Yeah. But it used to be more that way where people would split from their party mm-hmm. on things that they believed mm-hmm. in, on human rights, civil rights, abortion, right, all sorts right, of right. things. They would leave their party for that. And that's okay, but people aren't doing it that It was now. okay. But I think that people are scared of Trump. Well, they are. And, and he's, you know, he's made unveiled threats against right. people who step out of line. Right. And, uh, and it's election season. What he thinks, but to me, it just doesn't seem at all. I mean, that's not democratic. That's not a democracy. That's an we oligarchy. That. Exactly. And, um, and I, th- I think he's really appealing to the emotions of America, though. And I think that's what anybody who disagrees with him, whatever you are, if you're green, if you're dem, if you're independent, whatever you are, whatever, however you feel, um, I think that we have to start thinking about how we can tell stories emotionally and um, and that's why The Apprentice was popular because it appealed to our, oh, that wasn't me. Oh, but don't, isn't it nice that that person got fired? And it was a show I never watched. I never liked it. And But you know who did? Probably almost half of America. So it's like half of America kind of enjoys it when other people either fail or are hurt. And that, I feel like, is who Trump is representing. And to me, it's like we have to, the other half of us need to start winning over those people who are probably somewhere in the middle, really, who actually, if you got them to think about how that person felt after they got fired and and were they depressed. And in real life, people get depressed. People take their lives if they get fired sometimes, you know. And so he made, to me, he just made um, kind of a mockery of kind of how how people are employed and how people should be treated in employment. So we took this guy who made a joke out of it, right? Out of people's feelings and people's lives. Mm -hmm. And we put him in a huge position of power. So that's what I think we need to change that dialogue and really look at that emotional side. Cause that's what he's, he won on and he will win on if, um, you know, if he's voted in again, you know. Um, if, so my question for you guys, can I ask a question, Mo? Yeah. Is how, I, I don't know either of you how you feel about it, but um, him, uh, how do you feel about Pete? I love Pete. Okay. And do you think he could beat Trump? That I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. he could, of course, beat Trump in my eyes, but a barrel mm-hmm. of monkeys could. But I actually <laughs> think that, I think Pete is great. I, I really, really love him. Yeah. Um, I think he holds himself well. He knows the things to say. Yeah. He's very articulate. Yeah. And He's I, very yeah. smart. And I think he, he and um, I think a lot of the candidates are appealing to emotions. And I, to me, it, it does. I mean, it comes down to policy. Absolutely. I agree. But even more so, it comes down to the candidate who can win and who can win with emotion. That's, and to me, that's who is that? Is it is it Bernie? Is it? Well, you know, it seems to be um, Bernie. First of all, I want to say that the point that you made about the Apprentice and everything, mm-hmm. spot on. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree that's, with it. That was yeah. great. And it made me. It did make me think about Bernie because Bernie is very popular with a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm a liberal. 
I don't love me some burning. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that because I'm not attracted to that emotionalism. In fact, mm-hmm. it personally turns me off. I mm-hmm. think it's very unprofessional. Yep. Mm-hmm. But people are, and you really seem to have your finger on the pulse of America right now because you recognize that. Mm-hmm. I try to ignore it. Like, <laughs> really? But people are mm-hmm. from both yep. sides. Yeah. Well, and that's what's speaking to them. So mm-hmm. I do think that maybe somebody who's just more... Um, you know, uh, Pete is just so articulate and charismatic and, and yeah, so wonderful, yeah. but maybe they want somebody angry. And that's part of what I don't like right. about Bernie. You know yeah. what I mean? Is his pointing the fingers mm-hmm. and his anger. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it doesn't speak to me, but it does speak to America. Mm-hmm. And it's speaking to, you know, the people that I affi- affiliate with, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, 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 me, I tend to feel the same way as you do, is mm-hmm. to look at actually who would do the best job. Right. You know? And to be totally honest, I've not shared this. I think I might have shared it once or twice on Facebook. And I'm so glad we're talking about this because I actually, uh, in my role as kind of a public servant, if you will, <laughs> um, I don't talk a lot about po- politics on behalf of any organizations I'm affiliated with. But um, personally, I w- would choose Elizabeth Warren if I could just mm-hmm. name someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think she has too. great experience. She is genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, she's the best choice, but it's not about who's best. Um, it's, it's who can it's win. It's who now. can win. Right. And I, I hate to say it. I just don't know that. I'm, I, you know, someone said to me, and well, I don't think it was you, Mel, but oh no, a, a good friend of mine. Do you talk um, to other people? I do every once in a while, just like twice a week. I'm upset. Um, so my friend Diane said, I think America will vote in a gay man before they vote in a woman. I think that that is absolutely true. I think it's yep. it's it's wrong mm-hmm. morally or whatever but i think that that but is it true matter. it doesn't I, matter because, i think that yeah. they will vote in any man over a woman mm-hmm. yeah well, and that's why yeah. that just happened yep. so. right <laughs> well right i mean we already know this right right, right. clearly right <laughs> we need to take a break and uh, we do for community minutes yeah we okay. ran over 10 minutes on oh jeez. oh my gosh And it's time for the community calendar. We got some events this week. I'm going to read them. Tonight, February 6th, which is today, but tonight at 7.30, catch Les Miserables at Indiana University Auditorium. Why not? That's going on tonight. Uh, We have some karaoke at Bear's Place at the back room. In Bear's Place. That's pretty close to the auditorium. So 9 p.m. Probably catch that right after the show. Maybe not. Um, but that's going on. What do we got later this week? There's so much stuff. I don't even know what to read. Well. Oh, wow. February 7th. We have Les Miserables again. Uh, 8 p.m. So you can catch that at the IU Auditorium. Or you could go to this Poetry Slam at the Bishop Bar. Um, And that is at 8.30. I believe there's a $5 cover for that. So you have to pick and choose. Maybe don't see Les Miserables again. What else we got? February 8th, Saturday morning. From 9 until 12.30, the Bloomington Winter Farmer's Market at the Switchyard Park Pavilion, 1601 South Rogers Street, 
in Bloomington. Um, that's the thing. Farmer's Market. Maybe I'll read one more thing. But there's so many things and I, I can't stop. I can't stop reading. So, so many things. Um. Well, there is a thing on February 8th. I think that's, that's still Saturday. The Bloomington Music Expo 2020 at the Monroe Convention Center, 302 South College Avenue in Bloomington. And that's at 10 a.m., so you could hit that after you go to the Winter, winter Farmer's Market. And it's a huge sale of vinyl, CDs, tapes, art, apparel, food, and beer. Uh, live music from five bands, including um, Amio, um, Molina, a Memorial Electrico. I don't know that one. WFHB DJs are spinning records, so that's cool. $5 admission benefits the Girls Rock Bloomington, Shalom, and WFHB. Hey, cool. That's us. $10 early bird entry at 9 a.m. Um, I don't know what that means. So it's either $5 or $10. So it looks like you have a full weekend coming up. Um, we're going to go right back to Blooming Out. We're still listening to Wolf Parade. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Thank you again for that wonderful music and for all those community updates. You're welcome. <clears throat> now we know what we have to do in town this week. <coughs> yeah, I, I planned out your weekend for you. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to be staying at home. We're going to be working on homework. Yeah, I have to work. So, yeah. So, no fun. <laughs> no fun allowed. Well, the, the idea of the weekend has kind of died anyway, so I don't think we... Do we even have weekends? Do people have weekends? Hmm. Is there a time when people stop working in order to just oh. recreate? No. Or procreate? No, I'm just <laughs> uh, no uh, I, yeah, my weekend is, I don't even have it. I don't know what my, my weekend, a, a day off is right yeah. now. But um, Well, I, and why is that? Um, because we're workaholics in America. No, no, and, no. Oh. You specifically. Me specifically? Yeah. You're, there's something you're working on that I've been oh, hearing about. Oh, yes. Because we've just opened a brand new art center in College Mall. Nice segue. That is so exciting. Yeah. We're, it's, it really is. I, I didn't hear so about fun. it until I came in today. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I'm so... Are you coming out? You um, should listen to the show because we have... <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. We're, um, we're in um, College Mall between Target and Macy's. And okay. we are getting, I literally had two more artists come in today with beautiful paintings and another one who does um, metal work and um, mm. like cattails with dragonflies on them. And um, our kind of, our slogan is everything your art desires. And we really uh. have it. I mean, we have everything from kind of um, recycled art, like one, one artist who only used recycled materials, which I love. I think that um, it's important to show people that you don't have to be able to afford oil paint or clay or anything right you know or gold for jewelry you can make oh. art out of anything and that's what i'm loving about the art center just all kinds of different artists coming in and musicians and um and classes it's just been really fun 
Now, who started this? Did, was this your brainchild? Um, it, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. I was. Um, so I'm president of the Arts Alliance of Greater Bloomington. Okay. And um, thank you. Um, you do not have to refer to me as Madam President unless oh. you desire. Well, now um, we do. Yeah, I think so. I think she just no. told me. Right. No, no. Madam no, no, President. No. no. Um, uh, I could get you so. No. <laughs> but, um, your Highness. But, <laughs> It's not a height joke, Mel. I am 5'10". Um, so, I'm 6'2", so y'all are small. Uh, speaking of height, we're going to have a clothing swap total aside. Um, but I think we, I want to do a clothing swap at the New Arts Center. and Because artists wear fun clothes. So I basically, when people come in, I'm like, I love that scarf. I love that. And, um, and so, uh, you just and want their clothes. Basically, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you need to come to it is the point of that. So Why? Because I like your scarf right yeah, now. Yeah, it is a good scarf. So. Uh, for our listeners, it's a beautiful kind of... Of turquoise and pashmina, <gasps> and it's pashmina, and yeah. I got it at Kroger, and it was on sale. You have one of those really cool spoon oh. rings, oh, right? spoon ring, yeah. yeah. Which um, we don't have any of those yet, but I know they have them downtown at the venue. I think. Yeah. Um, yep. I've so um, yeah, so the Arts Alliance started about ten years ago. I became president a couple of years ago, and I kept hearing from people in the community that they wanted a space that that space was at a premium, and um, hmm. rental fees are high, and and galleries take a pretty large cut as they need to, you know, because they have their overhead, right? So for us as a nonprofit, it's um, really uh, great to have the space because we don't have to uh, right now pay staff and we don't have to make a profit. That's the whole idea is we're here to serve the community, right? So um, I was, I can't remember if I told you the story when I was at Lucky's and I needed some Matt Cook Lucky's. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, moment of silence. Yes. I know. That was um, my store. I liked Aww. it a lot. Yeah. I, I did. And um, and it was the only place I could get Matt's cookies. And um, I lamented about it and tagged Matt. Have you had Matt's cookies? Did you have those? No. They're I like the best those. chocolate chip cookies. So I lived in Chicago on mm-hmm. the north side. And in Rogers Park, there was this place called the Heartland Cafe. I don't know if you ever went there. Oh, yes. Of course. And they yes. had, that was the first time I had Matt's cookies. Okay. And then I bought them in Chicago. And then I moved here and couldn't find them. Okay. And... Lo and behold, Lucky's had them. And I kind of did a dance for joy um, because that's how I feel about cookies and chocolate specifically, you know. So one day I went in and I wanted my cookie. That's all I went in for, the cookies. And there was a guy in the, the, you know, in the aisle and... I he saw me kind of having a little bit of a breakdown because there weren't any cookies in the aisle uh, in the chocolate chip cookies in the in the place where they were supposed to be. Oh, the and so I, it really it was embarrassing, really. So um, <laughs> but, and so I was talking to the store guy, and I was like, "You don't have any chocolate chip cookies. Where are the chocolate chip cookies?" Which this is not me usually. I'm just I'm usually like, "Oh, excuse me." Um, no, I'm not. It was but, one of those days. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, so the like guy goes Thursday. to look. Yeah, <laughs> like every day. So the guy. I goes to the back and, and, you know, goes to look and I looked at the guy next to me and I'm like, these are really good cookies, like trying to explain myself. And he just kind of smiles and nods. And I said, no, really. And the guy brings the cookies back. They were in the back. Thank goodness. So I literally opened some right there in Lucky's and I said, here, have one. You'll see. And he tried one. He said, these are really good. And then um, he bought a package. So I did, you know, thank, you're welcome, Luckies, for that one sale I helped you yeah. make. And um, But we just started talking. I said, oh, do you are you in Bloomington? Do you live here? And he said, yeah, I work at the mall. And I honestly, I don't think I met anyone in my life. I've lived here 
16 years. And I just, I, I used to go to the mall when I worked with um, people with disabilities. It's a mm-hmm. really accessible place. And, but other than that, like, I, I'm not a huge, like, I buy a lot of stuff secondhand, honestly, mm-hmm. just budget and, you know, environmental reasons, you know. So um, I, he was the first mall worker I met. And, <laughs> and he, and I said, do you guys ever um, rent out space or donate space to nonprofits? And he said, I don't know, but I'll put you in touch. And so he did. He did the thing that oftentimes people don't do. They don't follow up, right? Mm -hmm. And he did. The very next day, the guy at Simon Mall um, puts me in touch with the other guy, the leasing guy. And within literally a couple months, three months maybe, um, we looked at spaces and um, they became a sponsor. We are paying some rent, but um, they're giving us a a really great deal and really being supportive of the work we're doing. Um, And we moved in right before the Christmas holidays. And so um, our artists did really well in those like 10 days. We were open in December Mm -hmm. and um, there, you know, January was slower, of course, but still doing well. And, um, and it, the visual artists are doing great. We've had a free concert for the public. Um, I'm starting to teach classes for kids, art classes for kids, and on Saturdays. And it's just, it's fun. Like, Saturdays are just a fun day. And just coming out um, this Saturday, by the way, mm-hmm. we're having Diego the painting pony. Oh, so, um, I saw him out yeah. in front of the Buster Chumley. That's my friend Rona. Yeah, oh. I was, that, and my friend uh, Kira had um, uh, one of her, her kind of inaugural event. She's doing equine therapy. Equine, uh-huh. that's how you say it. Uh, um, but kind of um, for anyone. So it's not just kind of, it can just be, if you want to feel better, come visit the horses at these oh. stables, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's been really fun planning events and working with local musicians we have a Valentine's Day com- dance coming up and all kinds of fun stuff. So that's one yeah. hell of a cookie. Um, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's my cookie story. <laughs> that's from- you gave me you gave me um, a, a platform and then I just went with it. But um, that's yeah, that's why you're on here. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, and I compliment your clothes. You compliment my clothes. Yeah. Well, and you, Pashmina. Yes, yes. Um, so that's exciting. So you teach classes there. Yeah, yeah. So I have a master's in art ed, and okay. um, my undergrad is from DePauw in wait, um, wait, wait, music. Wait, wait. What? And you're actually using your degree? <laughs> yeah, who I does know, that? Know, right? right? Right. Well, um, I of course, am. I got a degree <clears throat> in anthropology, so. Yeah. But, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Well, yeah, this is very anthropological, are you, isn't it? The show. Yes. It is. Well, everything's really anthropological, yeah, it's true. isn't it's it? True. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm. I'm. It's kind of a, an arts class for all the genres because I, I know that a lot of artists um, don't consider themselves just musicians mm. or just dancers or just visual artists like I've done I've kind of done it all honestly like I've directed and acted and sung and taught at other places in Bloomington um, but I really wanted to do my own thing and mm-hmm. so now I'm getting to do it. it's called creative universe because a creative nation was not enough right yes. but I wanted a creative universe yes. like you know let's go to the universe Open it up. yeah exactly totally yeah Yay. So that sounds fun. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm gonna have to go check it out. The kids, yeah. You're yeah. Go you can. That won't be creepy at all, Justin. Yeah. Oh. Just, oh. <laughs> Is it just for kids? No. You know, I'm doing it's not kids. For old fun. No. We have a whole bunch of classes. <laughs> we have a Valentine's Day. Um, like you can actually make your own painting for your sweetheart this weekend. Um, am I allowed to share my website or no? Like not my the the Bloomington Arts yeah. website, no, which I just yeah. did. <laughs> 
Yes. No, you can't. Well, I just because I We're, can't remember. There's literally yeah. so much happening. Like yeah. I just came from there was a Zumba class and I was Zumbaing until I realized I had the time wrong. You <laughs> can't say Zumba. We'll beep that oh, out. Shoot. So. Shoot. <laughs> You'll bleep it out on live radio. Wait, this is live, isn't this it? This is live. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I was like, live. we're in this. Don't say those words. I know. I, I've caught myself about four times now. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no. So that's that's awesome. And we will share we will share the link. Great. Uh, afterwards. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. I'm and excited. Out. I and Hopefully. so there's artist space to mm-hmm. do their thing, and there's gallery space, and there's educational space. Mm-hmm. Like, what aren't you doing? Um, not, we aren't doing aerial arts yet, but actually I'm pretty sure the beams we have could support aerial arts. Wow, so performance. um, Yeah, oh yeah. You better be really sure about that. Um, yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) That's their job. Um, and the cool thing is, is that I think that... (laughs) I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not either. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I've just had the best image. Did you picture her like in feathers, by the way? Because I did. Like I didn't see feathers, feathers. but I did picture her doing aerial arts. Yeah. It was was now. Now I want to see it. No, that's just me jumping from a bridge. That's not aerial (laughs) art. Stop. Um, No, it's it's been really fun, and um, I what's been cool is getting to hear from artists who are outside of the Bloomington area, and because we literally, I've had people come into the space from Paoli, um, from Terre Haute, from Vincennes, and I think that in Bloomington we forget that Bloomington's kind of a mecca, and that and especially the mall, you get all kinds of people, and my person personal feeling about this space and art in general is that art should be for all and it should be accessible and I think too many people think oh I can't wear my jeans to that gallery I'm scared to go in Mm -hmm. and I've talked to so many people like I mean I've taken people to their first show here like a theater show and they've said oh can I wear jeans and and it's just always surprising to me because I've seen probably a thousand plays and musicals and operas in my life right like I don't know what I would do without it but Mm -hmm. then I realized there's there are tons of people around us who've never had that opportunity so personally I'm really interested in making the arts accessible for all and making sure that we do have that place where everybody can come and um, and experience art in some way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, what are you planning for the future other than aerial arts? Is um, well, we have. Oh my gosh! On February fifteenth, I don't know if you know Bob Wolinen. Um, he's doing a show called The Way Far Out. So it's kind of psychedelic and Ooh. synthesizer music and dancing and visual arts. Um, and we're going to be doing actually a concert a month in our space um, that will be free to the public. It's it's just important that we do that. Um, we're hoping to get some grant funding so we can get even more free music, more free programming. Already, I usually keep um, kind of we keep a table set up with crayons and markers and construction paper so kids can just come and make something like they can come and make a valentine's day card or whatever you know um so um other than that you know it's kind of like what the artists want to do you know do they and like i said you know we have oil painting workshops coming up um jewelry making how to like repair your own jewelry for example um so and and i'm producing a show about pregnant ladies who are dancing to birth by a local playwright named Karina Cochran. And um, it's, I did the stage reading of it, and it's really brilliant. Awesome. And that'll be in April. So Yay. lots of fun stuff ha- happening. That's so fun. exciting. Now, when is the 
the horse. I the horse is Saturday at three, and I this literally sat- yeah Saturday, Saturday at three, and then hopefully it'll be a recurring thing. Because I mean, I've been with I've been you know I've I've been with people who just love the horse. I I picture and foresee a line at the mall to be able to watch a, a pony that paints and make. I want to be clear, it's, it's a, a pony, painting pony, painting pony because a pony smaller than a horse. Right. So um yeah, it's pretty exciting to to watch him paint. It's just joyful. You should come. And it's so accessible and so easy to get there. And yeah. I, I love that it's at the mall where uh, there are a lot of kids. My my child goes to the mall occasionally mm-hmm. uh, with her friends, and they just kind of walk around, and it's, you know, you have to buy things. It's kind of what that right. whole experience is. Or you're just walking around in the, in the center. Mm-hmm. But to be able to go in and actually create and, and do it with your friends and to, to do so much stuff, that's... That seems awesome. And to hang out and talk to people, I think, is really important. And I want to thank you, Mel, because you're lending us the beautiful, big, round table from Rachel's Cafe and help me move it over there. Um, So right when you walk in the door, for those who went to Rachel's and loved it, um, we have this big table where people can sit and talk. And I think that's really important for Community Center, too. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no, that's great. It's it's fantastic. Well, but we are out of time. No, I know. So I'm sorry. Bye. It's a great show. I love this one. <laughs> thank you to all the listeners out there, and a huge thank you to all the volunteers at WFHB who make this show possible. Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and Katie Young. Uh, Arcade Young, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio. Lucas Fisher is our esteemed engineer. Woo, woo. Thank you, Lucas. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm the mysterious Justin Robertson. And I'm Melanie Davis. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family.